Well, I, I want to speak to something. I, this is, I believe, what God has given me to, to uh, talk and all. I know we've already done a lot of other things, but this is going to be good. I want to talk about the voices. So uh, um, something that happens um, when you set aside a place for voices to be heard, uh, it might not just be one voice that speaks up probably going to be some other voices as well and uh, and and it's very important to become uh, discerners of what the voice is and and how to go with what God so what what I'm desiring during this time because I, I know people uh, you know I've, I've I looked at some other approaches to uh, to fasting and sometimes they say well make a list of the things that you want God to do for you during this time and, you know, I think God's going to do some things, but my, what I want to do is hear what God wants for me. I want to get myself positioned to hear what God has to say. Amen? And so, because I believe that's where the breakthrough is going to come. Not just for me letting God know that I have something I need even to get to work on, but God, what do you want me to do? Right? And so... When we make this place, though, and I don't know if you've noticed, but, you know, I've even turned off some games a little bit <laughs> and, you know, uh, not doing some, some certain things. You know, something I talked about last week that I think is really critical was it's just not even thinking about some things. You know, things that would cause us to get discouraged or enter into strife or, uh, you know what, I'm just going to not eat that today. I'm not going to partake of that. Set it aside. And it's amazing what you do. You're making a space. You're making a space. God's been there all along. It's like, but man, we just get so busy with, I, I, I've gotten used to it. And I just confess. I'm going down the road and I think, well, I got some time. Let's see what's going on. You know, check different things. It's like, you know, you know what? I love so much what Orlando said last week. No, we set aside some time, and, and we entertain the presence of God. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to people. We know God, but I want to encourage you in some basics for this that I think are necessary that I'm taking for myself, and we can grow in this. Amen? Um, so, because it's like, do you get any of these ads that show up on your phone and it goes right to a video, and it's like, uh, so I, I, you know, I'll, I'll listen to, to some YouTube things, and a lot of times I'll put these ads up, and I think, I recognize that voice. You know, they'll take some movie star or something and, and make him be the, 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 the voice for something, and, I, and, and it's, what does it do? It causes you to be drawn to it because you know that voice, right? Well, the enemy's really good at doing stuff like that. He said, I'll, I'll make you think it's, it's God, and it's really not, you know? And uh, I, I think we really have to be careful, especially if we start feeling like we know something that puts us in a position above something else, because it's, it's, it can be spiritual pride, and it can be something that, well, uh, God told me this, or, you know, and, and, and he will, but, but I, I want to look at some basics just about what do we do with the voice and and um 
I know there's a series that's going to be starting here pretty soon called The Voice. It's important, the voices that we have. Amen? And ours, ours needs to be important too. Let's go, let's go first of all here to um, John 10, 27. Because Jesus talks about this and he, and he says, it's very important that you hear my voice but then it's important what you do with it. So listen to what he says. My sheep hear what? My voice. What is, it, what is it about sheep and the shepherd's voice? They associate it with things that they need, right? It's, it's going to provide, he's going to provide protection for me. He's going to provide meals for me. He's going to provide a peaceful place, right? When I follow him, I'm being gratified. Sounds kind of selfish, but it's very real, right? He says, my sheep know my voice. So when, when they hear the voice, there's things in, in sound waves that create a connection, right? And it says, my sheep know my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. How does, how does the shepherd know them? By their following of him. Right? We'll look at this a little bit more. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. What is the process that's taking place here? It's very simple. Sheep are just following. They're just hearing the voice and following. And I think it's sometimes we can complicate things too much. We want to figure too much out. And it's, he says, you just follow me? <laughs> right? And I give them eternal life. Now, what is eternal life? Well, we have to wait to heaven until we get to heaven to have eternal life. No, eternal life starts right now. It, 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 Jesus said, I came to give you life and life abundantly. That means it's going to touch everything about you that you don't have to wait for it. It starts right now. Amen? <laughs> so let's just look here real quick. How do you identify then when it is that voice? And, and uh, this is really what I, I, I want to... Give us a foundation for where I believe God's wanting to take us in the spirit where we can hear the voice of God and follow the voice of God. Amen? It, it, you know, it's not enough to just say whatever pops into my head is God speaking to me. Right? I think that's why we have to be careful sometimes of saying what God told me because it needs to be based in some things. Okay? So I'm not trying to squelch anything. I'm trying to give it validity. Give it a foundation, okay? Listen to what his voice has already said in his word. Sometimes we're looking, we want to hear something that's just for us, right? I want to hear something spoken by the Spirit to me. That's good, but we have a more sure word of prophecy that's in his word. Amen? And here's, here's so I was thinking about it this way, um, how quickly can you get off course? Because we're talking about charting a course with God, right? How, how much does it take to get off course? Well, just one Australian lady saying in your ear that you're supposed to take this next turn, and you say, I don't think so. Know what I mean? I think, I think I'll... I, it makes sense for me just to stay on this. How many... How, I'm so grateful for GPS, 
um, it, it makes things a lot easier, and, and it can help you when you do decide to do something stupid, um, right? <laughs> but, man, there's been a lot of times when, when we're driving, and it's like, this does not make sense at all, right? But what, have you ever um, refused or denied the GPS? It's, huh? My wife wants to remember things that I've forgotten, <laughs> that I indeed did that. And, but um, <laughs> and, and what, what, sh what needs to happen when that happens? Repentance, <laughs> right? I was wrong. Why? Because if you're ever going to get back on track, you better start listening, right? To just one direction. How many directions is it going to take to actually get there? A whole bunch. Is that right? And how many does it take to get off? One. Right? So what needs to take place? There needs to be a high appreciation for that voice. But not just an appreciation. Oh, man, I got the best GPS there is. I got a Garmin. That's one of the things that got stole out of my truck when I was down in San Antonio. I was like, oh, man. I got a Garmin, man. I, that's a great. Well, do you ever listen to it? No, I just have it. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of us can do. We got the word of God. Well, what's God speaking to you? I don't know. I need to go somewhere where there's a prophet speaking where I can hear what God. Well, what about that GPS that's in your lap? Because God is speaking to us every moment of the day from his word. Amen? And here's what it is. It's a progressive speaking. God's not going to speak something beyond his word. It's going to be in line with his word. So if you don't know his word, you can't know if what you're hearing is in line. Can you see that? All right. This is good. Getting some good stuff, right? All right. So what do you want to do? You want to listen to what his voice has already said in his word. What are we doing? We're going to figure out if it's the voice or a voice, right? What are we going to do? We're going to get into the word of God, first of all. And what happens when you begin to look at the word of God with a different approach? So I want to get some direction from God, from his word today. Amen. So now I'm not just reading the Word of God, I'm listening to the Word of God. You see the difference? God's speaking to me now. He's not just giving me something through some, some written words. He's trying to talk to me right now. And he's, he's recorded his voice in, these, in this scripture. And there's something I can hear from it. Okay? Now, again... It's not enough to hear the, uh, the reason why I say Australian voice is because that's my wife's GPS. She's got that wonderful, cheerful Australian lady. It's like, man, she gets on my nerves. She's just too happy, you know. <laughs> no, no, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Okay. Um, but again, what are we doing? We're looking to hear the voice, okay? Now, when you go to the Word of God, you can start to develop a familiarity with what that voice is. Because what, what, 
what God wants to do is, is to speak to your heart. That's the thing that needs to hear. It's not some mental thing. Uh, we, can, we can become very studious about the word of God. We can decide what somebody's saying wrong. Or no, God's wanting to speak something to your heart. Why? Because what there needs to be from the word of God isn't just criticism and, and, and some kind of scholarly approach. What needs to take place is direction. What do I need to do? Can you see this? <laughs> because it doesn't matter how much you know if it matters what you're doing. Okay? So then it becomes very important to become faithful to respond to his word. Now, what we're doing here is learning how to identify the voice you identify not just by hearing it. You actually begin to identify by doing it. Doing it is very critical to knowing it. What did Jesus say? He said, my sheep know my voice, and they do what? They follow. How do they know the voice? They follow. What happens if they don't follow? They're not going to know. Right? There needs to be a response. So here's why I encourage Man, if, if God's speaking something to me, and we every time we approach, every time we approach a Sunday morning, every time we approach the Word of God, these, these readings that we have available, what is the whole purpose of them for? For us to know God and know His voice. And if that's so important, I better make note of it. I better, it better be something important. God's speaking to me today. Oh, really? What did he say? I don't remember, but I know he does because I, I heard it in the word somewhere. No. If it's that important, there better be a response or you didn't really hear anything. All right? Okay. So listen and respond to the voice of the Spirit on the inside. So here's what happens. God will speak to us through his word. But here's something that we have in Christ that they didn't have in the Old Testament. And that's a spirit of truth that's come to bite on the inside. Now, here's the challenge for us. This is not going to be something that we can decide what that spirit is based upon whatever pops into our mind, whatever we desire, right? Man, I've heard so many people tell them that, uh, saying that God said something, and it's like, well, it, it, I, I, I really have a problem with that. I mean, he might have, but he would have had to gone against his word. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, why? Because the spirit on the inside will support what God has put in his word. Amen? Amen? So there needs to be this drawing from the word that becomes the foundation. But then God wants to take us to this place where being filled with the spirit means responding to the word as a foundation with a spirit word on top of that. Because we do need things for day in and day out. He will speak to us. There's that, that verse in the Old Testament that says, and there'll be a voice behind you saying, go left, go right. But how do you know that voice? You better be finding it in the word. Otherwise, it can be any goofy voice saying go left or right. And it doesn't matter how long you've been knowing the Lord. This is something that you have to keep tuned. Right? This making sense? All right. Are you good? All right. John 15, 7. Knowing him is knowing his words. <clears throat> Jesus said, if you abide in me... And my words abide in you. 
And this is where I see that this is necessary before anything else. Before we, we want to just believe for a breakthrough that's going to be some miraculous thing that God's just going to, oh, wow, I didn't see that come. No. Breakthroughs are a result of something that has been intentionally established that we already have. Can you see this? He says, Jesus didn't say there's, there's, you might really luck out if you do this. No, he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, what does that mean? I am not just seeing them. They're living in me. How does, how does words abide in you? That means you move according to them, right? They're living in you. Can you see that? Then what happens? Wow, breakthrough comes. <laughs> Why? Because now his word comes alive in you, and now what comes out of your mouth is faith. Right? And you will ask what you desire. Why? Because your desires come in line with his word. You can't hear the voice of God and not be affected in your desires. If you got desire problems, you're desiring the wrong things, get in the word of God. Listen to the voice of God. Amen? And Jesus, it's not, it's not it, it works. <laughs> it says, if you do this, then you will be able to ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Knowing him is becoming responsible to what he said, uh, where, where he leads. That was supposed to be another topic. Okay, that wasn't the word of God. So don't, don't tell, don't act like I'm trying to add to anything. This was supposed to be another topic for this next in Psalms. Knowing him is becoming responsible to what he said and where he leads. So we can't just say, I, I be knowing God all by myself. Just leave me alone. No, he said... When, when you start to know God, now you become responsible to the voice that you've heard. It's just like my son. He's fine sitting on the couch until I go tell him to, to take out the trash. Now he's got a problem. He's heard my voice. Especially if he said, yeah. You know, kids can say, yeah, and they never heard you. We can sit in church and nod and say, amen, and until there's a response. Right? Till there's a response. But there's a responsibility that we have in the word. When God's speaking, when the voice is speaking, when we're, when we're fasting, when we're desiring to hear God's voice, for what reason? Just so you can feel fancy and feel good about it? And feel, no. Because as soon as you hear God's voice, you've just been given responsibility. Because God's voice comes with a need for response. Man, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let's look at Psalm 95, 7. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture. Can you say that about yourself? I am the people, I am the person, <laughs> I am the sheep of his pasture. Right? And the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, how many want to hear God's voice? It's fasting time, I want to hear God's voice. All right? All right. What's it say, though? Do not harden your hearts. How do you harden a heart? That means you find something, you hear what God's saying, and then you say, I'm going to decide. As soon as a, a, an option is put in there, what does it say? Your heart has become hardened. Oh. A heart can get hard? That's not very nice. I wish you wouldn't tell me that. I'm not coming to your church anymore. You're telling me. 
Truth is truth, whether we like it or not, right? And our hearts get hard if what happens, we hear something from the voice of God, and we decide not to do it. Is that right? As in the day of trial in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they saw my work. Isn't this amazing? These are the same people that saw the great plagues on Egypt. Isn't that something? They saw God take them out miraculously, right? And, they, and they, they saw the glory of God. Every day, every night, they saw the glory of God in a cloud, in a, in a, in a fire, right? And still, this, you know, reading Revelation, it's amazing to me. It says, and they still wouldn't repent after a third of mankind dies. People are, this is why it becomes so important to not think this is somebody else's problem. We have a chronic issue with hardness of heart, right? And the only way we get over it is get burned in the presence of God, right? Right? And say, God, here, my, my heart's on your altar here. And, and it's not just on your altar to melt and not do anything. It's to be formed and to be equipped to become what you need me to become so that when I respond, my heart is just soft before you. What you say, I respond to. Amen? All right. It's in constant adherence to knowing him it, uh, that we are demonstrated and destination is, is secured. I didn't say that right, but anyway, let me go into this. James 1.23. If anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he, he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. What, what's happening? What's he saying here? It's like, you can't really know who you are. You can't really know where God wants to take you if it's just something that's in your past. It's got to be on the mirror. It's got to be in front of you, right? But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So what I'm seeing here is what he, he's going to be blessed in where he, what, what, what is he blessed in? Does blessing just come on him? He's blessed in what he does. What we do is, is critical, right? God really cares about, you know, again, reading in Revelation, what were they destroyed for? Their works, Right? Our works are still critical. I know we've been bought by the blood of Jesus. We've been saved by grace. But our works are still critical. God still sees what we're doing as a validation of what we've committed to. Right? And so, so we're, we're talking about charting a course and having a destination here. So what I see is what I want in my destination is works of God. What I want is, is, is a destination that is going to be something It's going to say, wow, that had to be God. Amen? I don't want it to be something I can take credit for. I want it to be something God did. Amen? <laughs> he says, how that's going to happen, though, is when your pursuit of him is in his word continually. It doesn't ever stop. What that does, it says, and he'll be blessed in what he does. Amen? Why? Because now he's hearing the voice. 
He's able to hear the voice. Where's the voice coming from? Where's the direction come? Where's the demonstration of God's power coming from? It's, it's coming from a voice that has been established in a continuance in God's word. Amen? All right. It's kind of like being a, on, a, on a radio channel. I heard somebody saying, you know what? Uh, you can have the greatest radio, um, and uh, you can be trying to listen to, to your favorite sports team or something like that. Be, and be get, getting a strong signal, and you say, something's wrong with this radio. And, uh, and say, they must not be broadcasting what I want. No, it's, it's because we're not tuned to where the station is. You have to be tuned to where, where God is. It's not, it, we can be even doing things that we're, we're thinking un, they're unto God. So one of the biggest traps we can get into is thinking we're serving God by, by just what we're doing, making that what it's about. It's supposed to be our hearts tuned in to him. That's why we get into his word. We tune ourselves to his word, and now we can begin to draw on his spirit. Amen? For the equipping, for the direction, and for the demonstration. Why do I want demonstration? I don't need to believe anymore. I don't need demonstration for belief. I, I need demonstration for God's glory, for people to come to God because they're seeing something they can't see anywhere else. Amen? What is my part in that? My part in that is becoming a knower of God's voice. Not just one that, that, that says, I think par I'll take part of my trip with his direction and part without. No. Every, every turn needs to be acknowledged. What does that scripture say? Trust in the Lord with how much of your heart? All of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Other voices. In how much of your ways? All of your ways. Do what? Acknowledge him. And then he'll direct your paths. Not some of it. it has to be all of it. Can you see that? Okay. John 16, 13. When the word is established, the voice of the spirit is familiar and followed as well. So what happens? We, we, we get ensconced in God's word, but look at what happens here. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So God wants to guide us. He's, it has, we have to be continually attuned to what his word is. But from that, there, it's like we talked about last week. The spirit is established in words. It's not established in our mind our emotions, it's established in words. And so once we get to that place, we can become a foundation that God can begin to speak through with gifts. Can you see that? When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future even. Amen? Now, we don't need to just be infatuated with the future, but when we need to know something about the future, he knows. Amen? How will we be credible in our adhering to a voice about the future only when we're established in the Word? Can you see that? All right. All right, I've just got a couple more. Are you good? That's good stuff. Amen? So by following the Word, life's foundation is established in construction and direction. All right? So, Matthew 7, 24, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on 
solid rock. What is he listening to? His words. Amen? And, but what is he doing? He's not just hearing the words. He's building with them. He's doing something with them. He's becoming established. What is the story that follows this? The man that built his house on a rock versus the one that builds it on, on the sand. And what is he, what's the difference? The one that has become used to hearing the voice of, of, of God's word versus the one that says, I'm just going to listen to any voice. Amen? We have so many different vying voices in our life. What are we going to listen to? Amen? One thing I just want to encourage, when we do hear God's voice, and this is something that we can, we can need to establish as a litmus test, He's not going to come to condemn. He's not going to come to tell to make us feel bad about the the past. He's not going to it's not going to be negative in any way. So any kind of oppression, anxiety, depression, any kind of infirmity, any kind of thing like that, it's not the voice of God that's going to be involved in it at all. Amen. I, it, this sounds kind of simple, but I think sometimes we need to understand this. When I get into the Word, I need to be affected by what God's voice always does. It always lifts. It always encourages. It always exhorts. Amen? So if that's what God's Word is doing, we need to receive it by faith. Can you see this? Okay, so His voice always... And I encourage us during this time, because the enemy wants to come in and he wants to get you thinking about things, get us into the realm of the mind, and, and, and actually give validity to some worldly situations. And to even think on them is to disregard the voice of God. Amen? And I think we don't have to be, we can get in a pattern of, of, of doing these things naturally. Right? So it's going to be good. It's going to have wholeness. I, I include uh, healing, soundness of mind, right? There's going to be abundance. We don't have to think about lack. We don't, if, if there's something like that, God's given us a promise that's bigger than that. Amen? All right? Ability. God wants to expand our ability. He wants to say, you are able. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? And then kingdom greatness. What is this? This goes beyond me. It goes beyond my borders. It goes, it, it goes to something that God's wanting to do through me. You know, when, when, when uh, King David, you know, man, great songs, great praising of God, great exalting what God was doing. But what did God end up doing through him? He established his kingdom through David. Finances came in. Solomon was able to build the temple because of what David did, right? What was that? That was David just being a servant unto God's purpose, amen? But what if David would have said, this thing, th these psalms, they're all about me and God. God's not one to do anything bigger than just me and him. So I'm just going to be the king. You can all glorify me as the king. And No, he said, no, my whole purpose in life is a kingdom purpose, Amen? So when you start hearing the voice of God, he's wanting to lift you up. He's wanting to take you out of something. He's going to want to restore something in your life for a bigger purpose than you. And so 
it's very important to understand that this is what you're going to hear from God when he begins to speak to you from his word and by his spirit. Amen? <laughs> All right. So I've just got one more passage here. Are you doing good? In the going is the true knowing. So here's something that God's really spoken to my heart that I want to encourage you in. That sometimes we can be waiting on God. We, we heard a scripture, they, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm trying to work on my vibrato there a little bit, if you don't mind. But, but um, and what does it mean to wait, though? That, that means you're not sitting around twiddling your thumbs waiting for, to see God move somehow. No, that, that means you're taking care of everything that God's given you to take care of. And now you can expect to be strengthened for a purpose that's great. Can you see this? So what I've, what I've noticed, though, just personally in my own life, because when I'm just sitting around by myself, a lot of times I can get a diminished opinion of what I can do. Anybody go through this? And here's what I want to encourage you in as, as we're growing and hearing the voice of God, that sometimes God says, I don't need it to be about what you can do, but I need you to do. I need you to take a step, right? You know, Moses did, wasn't able to bring the children out of Israel. All he needed to do was pick up his rod. He just needed to do what he could do. And I just encourage you. I mean, I mean even right now, as, as I'm sharing right now, there, there's, there's, a, there's a, a faithfulness just to say, God, okay, I'm going to open my mouth. There's a scripture that actually says that. You open your mouth and I will fill it. Now, he's talking about other things also, but I believe it's this, that God wants you to, you know, talking to your neighbor. Well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to Just start talking. It's, it's amazing what God will do if we will just start doing what we can do. Amen? He will speak a witness through you to somebody that's anointed, that's Spirit inspired. In fact, there's things in the spirit you will never go to until you go to without knowing. You don't know until you go. Okay? Man, I encourage us in this. When we're hearing God's voice, he's going to nudge us in a direction that might not feel comfortable, might require some stretching. And we will not, and we'll say, well, I don't know. Well, good. Because this qualifies you to step out where God will do something that you couldn't have ever done anywhere by yourself anyway. Can you see this? Amen. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Oh, so this is really cool. How many no longer live but Christ lives inside of you? Man, we like to say that, but. You know, that's true. I'm not the problem anymore. <laughs> right? You can't look at me and decide whether I can do this or not because it's not me living anyway. It's Christ living inside of me. Right? And Jesus says, all authority has been given me. That means whatever I step out in to do now, I have full authority. Can you see this? Go, therefore, what does he say? Make sure that you know. He doesn't say no, therefore, does he? Does he say no, therefore? He says go, right? 
you go and, and all of a sudden you'll know the empowerment of God. You will never know it until you go. You'll never know it until you stretch. You'll never know it until you give. You'll never know it until you stand in faith. Amen? But as soon as you make a movement, what is this movement? It's a response to a voice that you've heard that God said something. Amen? You're not doing it because you see yourself being able to do it. You're doing it because God said his voice. And you respond to his voice. Remember what happened when they're fishing in the deep and or they, they were fishing and, and they couldn't catch anything? And what did Jesus say? He said, launch out beyond where you've gone before. Go into the deep. They hadn't gone out into the deep yet. They launch out into the deep. Pour out your nets. And, and they said, this does not make sense. I, it will not work. But what happened when, what were they doing? They were responding to his voice. What if they said, I'm too tired. I like this other way of doing it. You're not a fisherman, so why are you telling me how to fish? You're a, you're a, you're a, a carpenter. You're not a fisherman. What do you know? No, they said, I heard a voice. And I'm going to move. I'm just encouraging us. God's wanting to speak to us during this time. Let's, 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 get, let's get our hearts soft. <laughs> let's, let's make sure that we're not getting hardened, hardening of the arteries, you know. Let's, let's make sure that we're responding. Amen? Go, therefore, and do what? Make disciples of all the nations. I don't know how to make a disciple. What's a disciple? baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, who's going to do it? He is. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father.